Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin, of course, with Ralph Ragnick's Manchester United side beating Thomas Franks Brentford in the Premier League. This was the reaction on the Talksport Network. It's a brilliant Manchester United goal, and Marcus Rashford, who really needed a goal, has got one, which wins the game away at Brentford. We were lucky, I wouldn't say unbelievably lucky. We have a top goalkeeper, we know that, and he had a couple of brilliant saves, but we couldn't complain if we had been one or two goals down at half-time. Second half was a lot better, we just disrupted their game earlier on. We. We won the most decisive duels in the, in the, on the centre of the pitch and that's why in the second half we not only scored three goals, we could have scored another two or three goals. In the end, in the second half, I think we deserve to win. Whilst that goal was being played, we could see Ralph Rangnick on our monitors talking to Cristiano Ronaldo, trying to keep him on side a little bit. Ronaldo didn't like he was having too much of it. I'm surprised at Ronaldo, I really am. I think he should be better than that. It's not just about him, it's about him most of the time, but it shouldn't always be in tonight. It's about getting the job done, getting the three points. He's he, not celebrating that goal. No, and that's that's out of order, actually. And he should he should dig him out on that. If he's got enough about him, he won't do it. I just explained to him that we had to also learn our lessons from the last game where we were also 2-0 up with 15 minutes to play. And for me, it was clear that we shouldn't make the same mistake once again. And I decided to switch to a back five uh, with Harry Maguire and bring on Marcus Rashford uh, fresh. A new young player, Cristiano came back from a little injury, didn't train for one and a half weeks and we have another important game coming up in three days time. So I just told him, listen, as a manager, you have to, to, to act on behalf of the team and in the interest of the team. And that's why I decided to take him off. But that he was not happy for me, it's no problem. He goes to chip the goalkeeper. Oh my word, I don't think he would chip Kylie Minogue. It was such a weak, tepid effort. It hardly got off the ground. Straight into the gloves of Lursel. I'll have you know, Kylie's not a bad goalkeeper. <laughs> By the way. She should be so lucky. I think uh, Man United were unbelievable lucky. They had the score on the first chance they had, and I know that's a bit of quality, but we also know there's a reason why they haven't just gone through the roof in this league so far. So I think also a little bit of margins. Second goal, I'm disappointed with, but, but the overall performance, attitude, mentality, wow. On now to Antonio Conte's Spurs side, who of course won against Brendan Rodgers Leicester 
at the King Power. Bergwijn round the goalkeeper, Bergwijn to win it! He has done! That is absolutely extraordinary! Steven Bergwijn with two goals right at the end of the game. He races towards the away fans. He's mobbed by his teammates. Never give up until the end. Until the end we have to fight on every ball and to try to, to get the best uh, result uh, that we can, uh, we can take. Today we show with a great resilience. I have seen that uh, when uh, we have drawn, the players didn't celebrate, but then they take the ball and uh, they wanted to win. Uh, I think that I want to see this desire, this will, this uh, yeah, this desire. Don't give up, uh, never, never. But Leicester City, what are they doing from the kickoff? There's seconds left, and all they need to do is keep the ball. Give the ball away, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's very, very frustrating because, like I said, the, the second goal we scored is a fantastic goal. They were getting a little bit desperate towards the end, but they've got big talent, so you know you've always got to be concentrated. And, and I was comfortable with the team and the balance of the team and where they were at. We defended well when we had to. As I said, the equaliser was, was bad enough, but to concede the winning goal is just, it's just naivety, which. Um, which was hugely disappointing. And that's something that a manager, whatever they do, all the tactics, all the training, they just can't legislate for, and that there is on the players. Bergwijn to win it! He has done! Yes! David Bergwijn with two goals right at the end of the game. Oh, what a moment. This is the Sports Bar on TalkSport with me, Jamie Hart, and... Jason Cundy, we want to hear from you. They all jumped into the crowd. You should have seen the passion in the players. That, for me, was the thing. And Kane was in there. Like, the passion for Kane, everyone playing off each other. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Harry Kane, I thought, was excellent. I thought he was outstanding tonight. He looked like he'd gained a yard. Uh, he looked sharper. He looked fitter. He looked like he wanted it. He was very, very good. We left in the 93rd minute. And we never, ever leave early. Ever. You haven't really, have Can I just break this news to you, Lawrence, okay? In Premier League history, <laughs> this 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 game tonight was the latest ever in a Premier League game that a side was losing and went on to win it. It was something like 94 minutes. 94-52. No team has ever, ever come back and won a game. You've missed history. What do you think you make, Marcus, now? you got to bin your mate. Your, your mate's got to go. I mean, what on earth are you thinking? That you leave in the 93rd, that you wasn't prepared honestly, to wait for another honestly, minute? Do you know what I keep thinking of? I was at Ajax when Tottenham won 3-2, and that was an amazing feeling. And my mate left at half-time. So I just keep going back to that to make myself feel a bit better tonight. Marcus, how are you going to make it up to, you, to Loz? Yeah. How are you going to make it up to him? Loz, what do you want me, what do you want me to do? Oh, he's going by me, checking. Oh, OK, you want chicken? All right. Chicken, well, I've got go When you get back to Tottenham, I've got to buy him chicken. Yeah, yeah. chicken. Go get some chicken. chicken and chips. I'll tell you what, there's some good, there's some good <laughs> chicken shops in Tottenham as well. Now, Arsenal face Liverpool in the Carabao Cup semi-final, second leg tonight at the Emirates. A game you can hear live on TalkSport. We'll hear from Liverpool assistant manager Pep Linders shortly, but first, here's the Gunners boss, Mikel Arteta. When asked if he feels the reaction to the postponement of the North London derby has been over the top. We know that we did the right thing and we worked together with the Premier League and DFA to make that decision and to explain the reasons why. I think if anything, we've been 
very, very honest at least. We would defend our club with teeth and nails and uh, we're not going to get anybody damaging our our name uh, or trying to lie about things that uh, they haven't occurred. We made mistakes, we put our hand up, but uh, we'll defend our club in a really strong way. We had our own experience no, about this, so it's really difficult to judge from the outside. Uh, we saw that with our situation and I fully respect and uh, the submissions because I trust uh, 100% the medical departments of each Premier League club. I think this is the most important, uh, the full trust in, the, in these decisions and uh, about your question if it's an advantage, I think it showed against Leicester that we didn't have any advantage. Over now to the former England striker, Jermaine Defoe, speaking exclusively to TalkSport about his time north of the border with Glasgow Rangers. My teammates... Oh, mate, I get emotional. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant, mate. You actually are getting emotional. Oh, no wonder, yeah. No, it is. The, the boys, like, they're unbelievable. Because the, 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 you know what it's like? You, you sign for a club and then you, you obviously I come with a big reputation and that. For me, all I wanted to do was just go there and win. You know, I was so desperate to win a league title. Oh. And like the boys were just like fantastic. Like I walked in, as you can imagine, they sort of like, they went, oh, it's sort of like JD sort of thing. They were just, they were just brilliant from day one. Like I mentioned about the staff, Jimmy, the women in the canteen, Katie, at the club who does all the admin, the stuff that she did um, for me, obviously I spoke to Katie the other day. I know Katie, yeah. Just had to thank her because above and beyond doing things like people that know, the people that, that you know, things that you don't hear about. Um, you know, trying to find a house, all these mm-hmm. sort of things. So everyone at the football club, but the t- my teammates were just special. At the end of the day, these boys, especially the young lads, I, s- I remember them saying to me, I got messages from some of the boys and they said, oh, do you know what? Like, um, they, they call me uncle. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Joe Rebo, Glenn Kamara, they call oh, me uncle. God. And it's so funny at this stage of my career, sort of like, say, I'll come in the gym and the lads will sort of like, they'll be on their phones and stuff like that. And uh, they'll be like, oh, uncle's coming, uncle's coming sort of thing. And then I'll say something to them and they're like, okay, uncle, okay. But it's just brilliant, but like, just that appreciation from the boys. And I remember, I think it was Joe Reba messaged me the other day, basically, nice message. I was honored to play with your uncle. And he just said, you know what? We, I feel so blessed that I, I helped you. I, I, obviously, I, I contributed yeah. in, in helping you get that lead title and stuff like that. Now, Thomas Tuckle said Chelsea's players were, and I'm quoting here, open speech marks, tired mentally and physically. Closed speech marks. After their 1 1 draw at Brighton, left them with just one win in seven Premier League games. Simon Money Money Jordan said the Blues boss had a point. Well, we look tired because we are tired and uh, play against a well-prepared and a strong uh, Brighton team. I'm always in the camp, always have been in the camp of, you know, you don't know you're born, get on with it. But you do have to look at things objectively and look at the two teams that played last night. If you look at Brighton, between now and the beginning of December, Brighton have played nine games. And you look at Chelsea and they've played 15-16. Now, you can turn around and say that they've got bigger squads, but I think they've both got the same size of squad. You might say the quality's better in Chelsea's squad and that's why they're at the top of the league and, and Brighton are not. So you do have to take something from that and say if one team's played 60% more games than another, then there's going to be some impact. I can even feel it myself. I mean, at some point you sit in the bus and you don't know where you're going and you need to refocus five seconds where we're going. He went from somebody that walks in the door, got 18 months, knew where I stood, everything was a little bit easy-ozy because he knows he's in an environment where if he doesn't hit the ground running, he's going to be sacked. So he was straight out the gate saying, I've got to win a Premier League, I've got to win a Champions League. And Julie did win the Champions League. And out of the back of that came a longer-term contract, which is often a danger signal when you get into Chelsea territory when ultimately the following season you don't deliver anything. Yeah. But if he delivers a League Cup, if he delivers a League Cup and nothing else, I think he's going to be in jeopardy. 
Back now to Jermaine Defoe, explaining why his former West Ham teammate Paolo Di Canio is responsible for his fear of flying and the time he was late for a meeting with Fabio Capello while on England duty. So it was at the Grove Hotel. I remember sitting in a room. I thought, right, we've got a meeting at, at 7 o'clock, dinner's at 8. Obviously, the meeting is pretty early. Say, so I don't know, maybe 6.45, but I didn't know. So anyway, so I've come down. So I'm walking down. This is Fabio Capello. Everyone was scared of him anyway. So I remember walking down. I got outside the meeting room. Everyone was coming out. My heart started beating. You know, <laughs> oh like I was at, it was like I was at school, right? My heart started Beam beating. Everyone's walking out and I was, I was flustered. I was confused. <laughs> so I've walked in. I was like, ah, oh, boss, I'm sorry. He said, you're sorry. So I'm standing like a little kid. All the, all the staff at the back of the room. Sorry. He said, what, 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 what time do you think this is? I said, oh, sorry, boss. He said, it's unacceptable. He said, when you, when you go for dinner with your family, do you make them wait? I said, no, nah, boss. He said, ah, oh, get out, go to dinner. And I walked out like a little kid and that. Never late again. Never, oh never late again. So I remember coming out, went into, went into dinner, speak to the lads. The boys were laughing. And then Ashley Young said to me, JD, I was, he said, I was late as well. I come just before you. But he, at least he was late and he, he caught and a little bit. Of, I missed the meeting completely. And you know what? And, and the thing is, as well, I thought to myself, why didn't anyone message me? Why didn't, <laughs> why didn't someone message me and say, JD, like, the meeting? Do you know what I mean? Spawn, man. Why didn't the boy, why would you not message me? I'm with him, Yeah. It's like, I can't remember who the forwards were, but to be fair, if it was me, I don't know, for instance, if it was Bentley. Of course you would. You if, I'm, if, I'm you mean? if I'm competing against Bentley, and uh, I wouldn't message him, so I feel like, well, you're, you're not going to play. <laughs> I'll be saying to the gaffer, I'll say, gaffer, that's unacceptable. He can't be late. We <laughs> man, I, I think it was Bentley that brought the, brought the meeting forward, you I know? Think, I think he done it. That's, that's bang out of order. Didn't even tell me. So I was a young lad at West Ham. We're playing against Liverpool, first game of the season. We're on the plane at, at Stansted, just about to take off. And then Paolo jumps up and he's at the back of the plane and he's screaming in Italian. And he's sort of like, get me off the plane, get me off the plane. And you can imagine as a young player, you're thinking, what is going on here? And then we had to sort of like go back to, obviously, I think it was, who was it? Was it Paul? Just someone had to literally drive him to Liverpool. So he got off with his bag to drive him to Liverpool, obviously for the game the next day. But what sums him up was, obviously, the, the, the so we, Obviously, played Liverpool, got a penalty in the game, and uh, at the cop end, and he, he put the ball, put the ball down. He just chipped it um, past Dude. <laughs> so um, it was just unbelievable. But that's probably why. <laughs> After that, I was just like, <sighs> "Was there any reason he did that?" It was unbelievable. Just, we, we were just about to take off, and he just started screaming. Oh, did he see something? No, he, there... just, he just. I remember. I think he was saying stuff like, "No, no, 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 stop the stop." He said, "No, nah, I can't fly it because he hated flying." He said, "No, nah, I can't fly it <laughs> oh, in a car. If I had a problem in a car, I could just pull over." I got a wife and kids. No, 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 stop. Oh my goodness. Mate, if I got, Trevor, if I got, if I got Trevor Sinks in there now, he will tell you. And it was oh. the funniest thing. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app where we get your podcast from. Of course, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport later today on Andy Goldstein Drive Time, obviously. 4pm, alongside Darren Ben and... Jack Wilshire. That will be followed by Arsenal against Liverpool. That's the Carabao Cup semi-final second leg. It's live on TalkSport, presented by the wonderful Adrian Dolan. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Whoa! Be safe. He's nicked my line. I can't believe it. That was a podcast from TalkSport.